It's another thing that's really important about design is simplicity and about less is more. That is absolutely our goal of every website to to simplify it so that it really can connect with you know the purpose of the website. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. You're listening to my friend Ash Roy. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Welcome to ProductiveInsights.com. This is Ash Roy. When you decide to take your business to the next level through good quality business coaching and actionable online strategies, head over to ProductiveInsights.com and book a free 30-minute consultation with me. Hello, everyone. Today, I'd like to invite an artist and an entrepreneur who's established a thriving business in something that is very close to my heart, and that is design. More specifically, web design that converts web browsers or people who are browsing the web, into buyers. Greg is the founder of StudioOneDesign.com, and that's Studio, the number one, and then Design.com, all with no spaces, and is here to talk about the critical role that web design plays in business today. Welcome, Greg. G'day, Ash. How are you, buddy? Thanks for having me here. You're most welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. So, Greg, let's start by talking about what specifically we mean by web design. And for the purposes of this discussion, let's try and explain how it's different from web development, which is often what web design is confused with. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, so web design is how the website looks, how it interacts with the user. And essentially, it's you know, it's the design of the site from from a user point of view. The the development is taking the website design and making it functional. So what we purposely do is we separate what we do from web development. So the reason is because it's a totally different mindset. If you're a designer, you need to think about the website, you know, from a design perspective, whereas if you're a developer, uh, you know, slash coder, it's just a totally different mindset. In fact, you'll find the majority of developers work, you know, all through the night, for instance, mm. and they, they just have a different mentality. And, you know, they, they're trying to work out how to make things work based on the designs that they're given, but mm-hmm. it really is a different mindset. So that's why we only offer website design. Then we partner with coders for them to do what they're good at. So. If I understand it correctly, then web design is really the layout of the site, isn't it? It's what's going to appear on the top left, what's going to appear on the right, you know, how are you going to structure it? What's the best way for the audience or the person who's browsing your website to flow through the website? You know, it involves things like, I believe when people look at, read a website, they read from top left to bottom right or something like that. They do indeed. Yeah. The F pattern. That's it. So a web designer considers all of these factors and strategically places the appropriate icons or the appropriate parts of the website in the appropriate places to maximize the chance of achieving the objective. Absolutely, yeah. And that objective is different in most cases of every business out there. And so therefore, we have to think about a website design that's, you know, for each individual customer that we get, we come up with a totally different approach and a totally different design. And I guess we're talking now about custom website design as opposed to just buying a template, which, mm-hmm. by the way, if you're starting out, buy a template. You know, go to themeforest.com or one of those, you know, template monst- monsters or whatever they're called and 
by all means, use one when you're starting your business until you can monetize. I think it's a great way to go. But what we do is, you know, we we sort of target customers that have already, you know, monetized their business. They've tried themes and templates, et cetera, and now they're ready to turn their website into a true, you know, unlimited, you know, marketing machine that's going to take their business to the next level. Yep. So, okay, that's a good point. So when you're starting off, you know, you don't need the Mercedes-Benz equivalent of a website. That's right. You just need to start off with, you know, a starting website and a, a Hyundai, a Hyundai. <laughs> and a pre-done Hyundai version Hyundai type temp- template is fine but when you really start monetizing and take it to the next level you know that's when you go for a custom built website and that's where a designer like yourself comes in exactly yeah you know it really depends where your business is at to, to when you decide to invest in a custom website design obviously it's more expensive than a template but you've got to look at it as an investment because if it's designed properly it can help with positioning to you know have the perception that your products and services are more valuable because of the new website design. Mm. Now, something that really caught my attention, Greg, is when we first met, you talked a little bit about how you got started with design and how you were persistent by sending your designs to our common friend, James Shramko. So I would love it if you would talk a little bit more and take our audience through that story, how you kept... Actually, I won't steal your thunder. Why don't you tell us the story? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I must admit, that's pretty much... Just to take a bit a step back a, a little, I've had my design business for around 15 years and we predominantly designed for the clothing industry. We designed T-shirts and, and you know everything related around fashion. Mm-hmm. And because that was our unique ability, and because at the time, around five years ago, uh, maybe say you know, around, I should say around five years ago, our clients, which were wholesalers in the clothing industry, started going out of business because their clients, the retailers, started building their own in-house design teams, etc., mm-hmm. um, and going to China directly. So the wholesalers were getting squeezed out, which meant our business was, you know, looking pretty grim. So around three years ago, I, I found podcasts and. You know, I was just amazed with the fact that you can get incredible knowledge from these experts that, you know, openly share everything that they know for free and couldn't believe that. So what I did, you know, my first podcast that I really enjoyed and engaged with the most was thinkoutget.com, you know, mm-hmm. which was James Franco and Ezra Firestone. And it's still one of my favorite podcasts today. And as a way of saying thank you, they, they actually said on one of their podcasts, you know, our logo is okay, but, you know, and so I thought, well, here's an opportunity. So I went wow. in there and designed them a new logo for their podcast. But what I did was because t-shirts is our background, I designed the logo also on a t-shirt for them. Now, the first one I sent them, they actually didn't like, right? Right. And not many people know that, but the thing is I thought, no, I can't can't give up. So ended up, went back to the drawing board and and this time I did the design. I had someone else on my team design the first one, but so I designed the second one and yeah, I got a reply from Ezra saying, you know, this is the freaking coolest, et cetera. And, <laughs> and yeah, so then they loved it so much and, you know, I, I designed that for free just to say thank you, but then what it did, it started building trust and I had these emails going back and forwards with, you know, these two guys in my opinion that were absolute legends out there hmm. and I started building trust and then I, I offered to help design their website and you know for think i get and so we did that and then over time ezra started using this for all of his you know businesses he has e-commerce businesses etc and then started using us for all of his clients as well and that was kind of the start where we we really started learning about 
conversion and you know designing for a better user experience. So that was about three years ago, and since then we've done around say three four hundred websites. Good on you, man! I commend you for your persistence, and <laughs> you know that's very inspiring. So well done. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I think the the main thing there, which was a bit of a fluke, really, but what I did, you know, finding this t-shirt free offer, this this free design, um, based on you know my unique ability, is really what started the the whole marketing funnel. So I thought I'm going to repeat that. So I sent one to John Lee Dumas and right. you know Pat Flynn, and you know if you go and check out my website now, which is uh, Success Shirt. Dot com, you'll see we've done around 40 or 50 of these t-shirt designs for these pretty high-level marketers right. and it's been the inroad to start getting, you know, building trust with all those amazing people to then, uh, you know, offer and, and get referrals off them for, for website design. So is that success shirt with three S's? So success, it is. Okay, yes. successshirt.com. I'll, I'll write that down. I'll put that in the show notes. So that's really cool. Icebreaker, that's a great way to get fantastic conversions. Just send them a design on a T-shirt. Yeah, but it does take time, obviously. You're, you know, you're sending them something that, A, they might not like, and yes. B, it takes you know, a few hours to create in the first place. And that's where the passion and yes. the genuine love for what you're doing comes in. Absolutely. That's why it's so important, in my opinion. Okay. And your opinion definitely matters, <laughs> given that you were so successful with design. So let's talk about why we should consider design as a critical element when it comes to online success. I know that in the talk that we both attended, where Dan Norris talked very passionately about the importance of design in his journey, I'd love to hear your version of why design is so important. And if you could bring it out for the audience, just so they can really understand that it's not just this abstract thing, that it, that it really is a very tangible and concrete thing, which people don't necessarily always understand. One thing that comes to my mind is how Apple has just become the most successful company in the world because of design predominantly around the customer experience. No, look, I understand what you're saying. You're so right. And realistically, the, the main reason you want to invest in a good design is because your opposition probably are now, you know, that everybody realizes the importance of having a good design from the point of view that your clients will take you more seriously. It adds credibility. And the fact that your opposition are doing it means you've got to raise the bar at least to their level or if not above. So, I mean, that's one of the main reasons. And then like, if you don't have a, a really good design, you know, and, and something that's unique to your business, they just, your, your prospects might not take you seriously. So, you know, if you're a business, like I said, that's monetized already, and if you can afford it, then that's when you really should start thinking about investing in a unique design, you know, unique to your business. So, Greg, let's talk a bit more about this. What does good design look like? How does a person, yeah. a lay person who's coming to a website, they don't know anything about design. Obviously, a good design is going to make them feel differently to something that's not been designed well. But apart from the fact that a person is experiencing things differently when they see good design, can you give us some pointers on what really good design looks like on a website? Yeah, absolutely. So the most important thing is connecting your visitor with the reason for them being on the website. So that usually comes in the form of a marketing funnel. And so what we do with our process is we have a questionnaire all around you know, your marketing funnel. And so we'll design the website to match your marketing funnel to get people to take the action that you want them to take. And you know, that action could be anything from you know, sign up for a free download of some sort just to collect their email address. It might be to you know, sell a product or service. It might be just to build authority. So there's a few different reasons. So what we really do, a good design in my opinion, is yes, it'll look professional. And if you want some examples of you know, sites 
that look professional, just have a look at most new startup SaaS businesses, services, or software, and you'll see that they invest in really good design. It's modern, it's clean, it's really user-friendly. It focuses on one call to action per page. It'll have a lot of social proof and, you know, just might be blog posts, for instance, that help position you as, as the authority. And what our job is to take, you know, based on our questionnaire, and then we'll have a conversation with the client, is to take everything in their marketing funnel and turn it into a you know, good user experience, but also just to make it look really schmick. Right. So does good design tend to have spaciousness in it? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely one of the uh, trends today. And you know, it might just be, and we call it clear space. So let's say if you've got a call to action button, you know, you'd have to give them a reason for pressing the button. But if you've got a lot of clear space around it, it just draws the attention to that button, especially if that button's a contrast color to everything else around it. Mm. Whereas if you do the opposite to you know, having a spacious design and everything's really busy, it confuses people and they don't know where to click or what to look at. So yeah, using space is a, a really important factor. And another thing that's really important about design is simplicity and about less is more. That is absolutely our goal of every website, to, to simplify it so that it really can connect with you know the purpose of the website um, so the user will come to the website and they'll know within a few seconds it's like packaging on a on a self-serve shelf environment you know you go into a supermarket and there's nobody there to help you and you're looking at a product and you'll read you know the headline or the product name etc and maybe a few of the bullets or benefits if it's a website design and they'll know within usually five, ten seconds whether or not the the website or the product is right for them and Mm -hmm. so you have to get your copywriting correct. You have to make sure that the imagery that you use reflects the target customer. So for instance, just to give an example, Mm -hmm. if you Let's say you're a dentist, and you. What we don't do with imagery is we don't show, you know, people with really ugly teeth, and you know, <laughs> here's the problem. What we do is try to focus on the solution images. Oh. So showing what result you can get if you purchase our product or service. Mm-hmm. So we'll show a really, you know, happy, smiley face. Good-looking face, for instance. Yes, just, that's just one example. Another really important but subtle point I wanted to make about design, and even more in general, is that simple does not necessarily equal easy. When you create a simple user experience, it often has a lot of effort that goes into creating that simple user experience. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, yeah, I think that's probably the hardest thing. And but that's where you know, if you pay a a professional designer, they're going to have a formula for that. And we have a you know a rough formula for you know turning a, a complex brief and a complex business into a simple, easy to use website design. Mm-hmm. And so much of it comes down to the audience, doesn't it? If you yeah. understand exactly what your audience that is coming to the website is coming there for, if you understand what you're trying to communicate to that audience and what you want to leave them with when they left the website, that helps to inform your design. It's such an important factor for us when we're designing. If we don't know the avatar of your visitor, we really don't know what we're designing. So that's a very crucial question that we have in our questionnaire. And it might include things like, you know, what is the socioeconomic status or their age or their gender or the location? You know, what are the emotional triggers or what are their pain points? And, you know, just 
I guess things like, you know, what's the biggest gains your target user gets when they're using your product or services? So all these things are around your visitor's avatar and we have to, in design, you know, encompass that into something that's going to reflect what I'm trying to say here, something that's going to essentially get them to understand that, it's a, that your product or service is a benefit to them. Yep. So that's a good takeaway, actually, for the listeners. If you're looking to get a designer to work on your website, then the first thing you need to do is really get very clear on your audience, your audience, your customer avatar, understand as much as you can about them and be ready to share that information with your designer if you want a good result. Yeah, absolutely. It's crucial. Okay, so that actually segues really well into the next question, which is how does a person get started with implementing good web design? Well, the first thing is get yourself very clear on your customer avatar or what your typical customer looks like and write about it. Understand what benefits you're trying to deliver to that customer through your website or your t-shirt or whatever it is you're trying to design. What next? Yeah, we'll have some sort of purpose of the website. So is it to collect email addresses? You know, and if it is, then you, you're going to have to give something of value for free to your prospects. You know, that could be a PDF download, it could be a video course, it could be a checklist, it could be, I don't know, there's all sorts of things you could throw in there. And I guess if you had an e-commerce store, for, in the, for instance, you could have free shipping or, you know, two for one offer or just something that's extra value. And, you know, you're going to uh, collect their email address in return for giving them that free offer. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. And then, you know, if if the purpose is to your products and services, you'll probably find with cold traffic that they won't be, they probably won't buy your products or services unless you can start building trust. So trust is a huge factor in website design. So mm-hmm. we like to use things like, you know, video testimonials. You can't fake a video testimonial. And like for instance, what what I do, we have a lot on our site and, you know, for some of our clients, they might not know what to say in a video testimonial. So we have like a, a checklist to to explain the, you know, the problem they had before they came to your business, why they came to your business, you know, what it was like dealing with your business and what's the outcome that they've got and are they happy with it, et cetera. So that's not a bad framework for a video testimonial. And then, so basically you can use video testimonials or written testimonials. You can have logos of clients that you've helped previously, you have to get their permission, of course. Mm-hmm. You could use, you know, you might have accreditations for your industry where you can use logos of their sites, you know, on your website. So there's many ways, but it's all about building trust. You can even just have blog posts to really build that authority through all of the content that you've created. It could be a podcast like you do, Ash. Mm-hmm. So anything that's going to build trust. It might not be instantly, it might be over time. And so that eventually when they are ready to make a purchase and decision, they're going to come to you first. And another great tool actually in terms of building trust and having pre-done design is lead pages, which you know yeah. people can buy through my website as well. But lead pages has got a lot of design thought put into it and it's pre-done for you. You do have to pay an annual subscription, but it's definitely worth it if you can't afford to buy a designer, to hire a designer, you can just get started with putting some content on a lead pages page. I couldn't agree more. So there's lead pages, there's 10 minute funnels, there's optimized press, there's uh, click funnels. And, you know, all these things will give you, it's a really good place to start as well. Even if you are, a, you know, a seasoned marketer, it's still great for, you know, having certain offers there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really for the purpose of collecting email addresses or, or getting sales, etc. But the beauty of them is 
A, they load really fast and B, if you change your offer, it's easier than paying your developer to go and change the offer. So you can literally just do it yourself. There are some limitations in all of those um, platforms but generally speaking, it's a great way to, to even just test your offer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. So let's talk a bit about the most common challenges you've noticced with people when they're trying to get started with design and how they've best overcome those challenges. Yeah, so I guess it's trying to work out the the purpose of their site and they'll try and, for instance, you know, sell on Hello. And like (laughs) I said, you know, people don't know yet. I mean, People will buy from people they know, like, and trust, mm-hmm. of course. And so, therefore, if you try and say hello, sell on hello and you haven't built that trust yet, there's a good chance it won't work. So mm. really think about implementing a, a marketing funnel so that you can get them on your email list, so you can email them regularly and just build trust and not do much selling, just focus on building trust. Mm. You know, realistically, your website should be a reflection of your business, which should you should be in business for the long term, not just to make a quick sale. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so if you can concentrate on building trust and do that through a marketing funnel, if you don't have a marketing funnel, at least get free, you know, a free PDF download in return for an email address. Sounds good. Okay, so that's the biggest thing. Don't try and sell on hello. Build trust. Try and get to understand your audience, understand what they're looking for, what problems they're trying to solve, and build trust by trying to solve their problems first before asking them to buy something from you. Yeah. Okay. So what actions can a listener take to get started today if they want to improve their web design and drive conversions and profitability? Are there any little tweaks they can do on their website right away? Yeah, absolutely. So for one, just simplify each web page to one purpose. So, you know, just have one call to action, for instance. You might have a lot of sections on your web page. Let's say we're talking homepage, for instance. Mm-hmm. You might have various offers, but if that if that's the case, that's fine. You would have what we call a product selector so people can self-select what suits, you know, their, their problem. But generally speaking, if you just have one call to action per page, you're going to do better than trying to get people to take a million different calls to action mm-hmm. or at least section it off so that each section is maybe has one call to action per section. So what we like to do with the homepage, generally speaking, is you know at the top, it's what we call the bit above the fold, the bit that you first see when you land on a, on a web page mm-hmm. is you know having a USP, meaning unique selling proposition, so mm-hmm. something that's unique to your business, your offer, and maybe a few benefits, you know, in the form of a bullet point, and then you might have the free offer. And then underneath that, a little bit of social proof, and then underneath that, you might have your, you know, your paid products or your links to your podcast or your free webinar or whatever else you have on there. And then you might have some more benefits in a, in a separate section, and then there might be some blog posts, for instance, to help with positioning. And underneath, you might go into the features of what you offer, and underneath that might be about. And it's really just sections that will link off to individual pages of your website. And each of those individual internal pages should just have one purpose per page, one call to action. Cool. That's again, comes back to this theme of simplicity and clarity, yeah. right? Clarity is exactly. a very important word when it comes to design. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think invest in copywriting or, or at least, you know, put a lot of effort into copywriting. And, you know, there's a resource out there, copychief.com, and I know you've had Kevin Rogers on and yes. you know, I'm in there as well in yes. Copychief. And it's just amazing. It's a whole community of copywriters that you put your ideas to them, you know, it's like under a 
$100 a month, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you'll get a whole bunch of you know, seasoned copywriters that really know their stuff, including Kevin Rogers, <laughs> that if you were to hire these people individually, it would cost thousands literally. So yes. you can submit your ideas there and then they'll come back with the best suggestions for what copy you should have. And so that's usually a, a, a point that if the average small business owner doesn't invest in professional copy, it can really let their site down. Right, right. So copywriting is another very important part of design, although it's not specifically design, but it's a very important part of your website's presence. It is, absolutely. In fact, everything we're talking about is more about the strategy and, you know, as the first thing that you should think about before you go and invest in design. And, you know, I guess if you find a good designer that that has questions around the strategy and the purpose of the site and the marketing funnel, etc., then you're going to have a much better starting point to get a good design. And a good designer, I would imagine, would ask these questions as well, wouldn't they? They would, If the designer is saying, well, tell me about your audience, tell me what you're trying to do with the website, tell me what you're trying to do with this page. If your designer isn't asking these questions, chances are you need to think very hard about whether this designer is really worth their weight and salt. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more, absolutely. Because how can you possibly get a good result unless you know all those things? You just can't, in my opinion. It all comes back to the audience and understanding their pain yeah. points and then solving them. Exactly, yeah. And look, another thing that I'd recommend, let's say if you've got a new design, even if it's a fully custom design, what we recommend is to test that design because, you know, at the same time, even though we've asked all the questions in the world, we don't really know your target customer, you know, like it depends on who they are, but Mm -hmm. generally speaking, what we do after the design is up is we'll put some sort of split testing or heat map service or, mm-hmm. or something that's going to, you know, help tell whether or not the design is completely optimized. And in my opinion, even if the, if we know all the answers in the world to get a, a good design as a starting point, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that things change, markets shift, etc. And you should always come back to your site and in individual pages and test it and just see how it's performing because I guarantee you'll probably need a, a change, you know, I don't know how often, depends on the target market. But overall, you should at least get your website reviewed overall, you know, like every two years. That's another one of the 10 commandments of website designers and all websites generally is test, test, test. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And there's some pretty good tools out there, like, you know, visual website optimizer, you know, for, for split testing, et cetera, and uh, Crazy Egg for heat map and uh, Qualaroo, which is a really useful tool that, depending on what page the visitor's on, depending on their behavior on the page, you can ask specific questions in a chat box and they, you know, multiple choice questions, et cetera. So all those things are really important. And then you might have video on there. And if you use something like wistia.com, mm-hmm. you can get analytics of how far people are, are watching into the videos. And um, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do for testing. Cool. That's a fantastic arsenal of information. Right? Oh, cool. So. <laughs> Excellent. Hopefully it's been helpful for the listener. Absolutely. Now, how does a listener get in contact with you if they want to find out more about design or they want to get in touch with you, ask you any questions? Yeah, absolutely. So you can just email me at greg at studioondesign.com. Mm-hmm. If you've got any questions, I'm happy to give you, you a few tips on how I think I could boost your your conversions on your site. And apart from that, you could, you know, jump on at Greg Merrilies at Twitter if you've got any questions there. And the email was greg at studio1design.com and that's one with as a number one rather than the letters. That's right, yeah. Or just check out our website as well if you want to learn more, studio1design.com. Studio1design.com. Cool. 
Well, thank you very much for being on the show, Greg. It was fantastic to have you. It's my pleasure, Ash. Um, yeah, it's been awesome to be here. And um, yeah, looking forward to where this podcast is going to go. I love your content. I've listened to quite a few episodes. You've got some amazing experts on there. So hats off to you. Well done. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate it. And please do feel free to stop by and leave a review. Every review counts and I really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews in the past too. When you decide to take your business to the next level through good quality business coaching and actionable online strategies, head over to ProductiveInsights.com and book a free 30-minute consultation with me. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today?